0: can't go on with just out first saying thankful for this uh, beautiful marvelous day and thankful also for the for Jean schneider who happened to have sunscreen in her car which i didn't even think about and thankful that it has been cool so that at least this sunday we don't have uh screaming cicadas uh, around us which i'm really looking forward to next month it'll be my First real experience. Yeah, you, you guys are looking at me cross eyed right now of, uh, of the Zacadas. Um, all right, but uh, today we continue and we'll be continuing this summer as we're walking through the book of Romans. Um, and uh, we're, we've been reading through the book of Romans sort of backwards. So, you know, we started with, with 16, then we read 14, 15. Today we'll pick up 12 and 13 for the rest of, of the month. And I have some friends who read books backwards they they'll read the last chapter or two to sort of see the ending and then they'll start at the beginning and and they say that it it really helps them to know and understand where the author is going and in actuality there has been uh there are studies that have been done this is at UC San Diego their psychiatry psychology department did a study that found people that read the end of the book and then start they enjoy their reading uh, more than others. So there's even some research that backs it up how good it is to start a book at the end and know the, the main point so that then the, all the other things line up with what the author is getting to. And that is certainly the case with the book of, of Romans because the point, as we've seen by reading the last couple chapters, is that harmony... Is the point of the letter. That's the, the ultimate, uh, purpose, uh, uh, that, and today what we're gonna look at in, in terms of our, uh, harmony is how do we individually, how do I, how do you individually contribute to the, the harmony that God is bringing about through His church? And, and we'll, we'll, we'll look particularly at the individual work. That, that's necessary to accomplish harmony, and you, you've experienced that on any kind of team that you've been on, right? If you had a, um, uh, if you're part of a choir, you got to do your work to know your part. If you're part of a, a, a show, you got to know your your lines and where you're supposed to be. Or a dancer, you're on a, a a team, an athletic team. You've got to do your uh, weightlifting. You got to do the the training necessary to be a part of the team to really flourish in harmony with one another. So that's what we'll look at today uh, in Romans chapter 12, starting with verse 1. And it's uh, also in your program uh, right after the prayer confession is Romans 12. And we'll be looking at Romans 12, 1 through 8. Let's uh, pray together. Uh, Almighty God, again, we thank you for your written word. We thank you as it speaks to us and gives us your truth. And we ask that even what we'll read today will be true in us, that you will take your word, uh, your, uh, your your wisdom, and you will transform us. You will renew our minds um, in you so that we will do well, your, your bidding. We will do your good and perfect will. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, Romans 12, starting with verse 1. If prophecy in proportion to our faith. If service in our serving. The one who teaches in his teaching. The one who exhorts in his exhortation. The one who contributes in generosity. The one who leads with zeal. The one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Right? So, so the first thing that, that I want you to, to see in the very first verse is that, that recognize your body is a gift from God and God wants you to give it back as a living sacrifice unto Him. Uh, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Do, do, do you think about that much? We just I think it's so easy to take our physical body for granted. You know, that our, our flesh and skin and, and hair and from the from our, our heels to the top of our head, is a gift from God that God has given to you. And now it's saying uh, to us, each one of us as a part of God's creation, how do we give that back as a living sacrifice to God? I mean, when you think about it, there's absolutely nothing you did. You did not participate at all in the forming of your body. You were there, it was your body, but you had nothing to do with it. And even the first several years of your life, you had nothing to do with the formation of your body. Now granted, we use them, we can tr- we can treat them well or not treat them well after, but it is totally a gift that God has given to you. Your unique body and everything about it is a gift from God that has eternal significance. We've we've looked at this before. Remember when Jesus, when he was crucified and died and then he was raised from the dead and he came back to the disciples You and Thomas didn't believe he was there. How did Jesus prove to Thomas that yes, this I am Jesus. I'm the one that you knew. I'm the one that's now been raised. You saw on the cross, now raised a new life. He showed him the scars in his hand. the The power of the resurrection did not Photoshop out The scars in Jesus' hand. There is eternal significance and an eternal element to your body that you are sitting right now here, breathing, taking in this beautiful day. A gift from God. Because here's what's important to know. You will worship God. You can only worship God where your body is. You, you can't worship God where your body isn't. You are tied to your body. That is who you are. You, you can love God where your body is. You can't do it where your body isn't. So it's absolutely essential. Now, what, what Paul tells them is, I want your body now to be a living sacrifice. Now, what he's, he's talking about there, particularly addressing the Jews in the, the, the group, because you know they had the sacrificial system. Uh, that uh, was in place from the laws of uh, the hebrew scriptures uh, the, the gentiles who been pagans they would know about sacrificial systems also but for the jews they understood that there they had a sacrificial system where they used uh, animals you know goats and lambs and others and they would sacrifice them they would kill them on the altar and their their, their blood on the altar would cover over their sin so the the sacrificial system was it required death. The the wages of sin is death, which we'll see. Paul states earlier in the book. We'll see that in a month or two. Uh, but those that death is then paid by animals in the place of uh, God's people, and that was the system that was in place that would happen at the temple. That that kind of sacrifice that led to death, so that the people could live. Well. Um, Now, Jesus, he came and he was the ultimate, the complete sacrifice. He put himself on the altar, which was the cross. And there he died, covering over the, the sins of the world. And once he died, the sacrificial system was completed, no longer necessary. So Paul is saying, there's a new sacrificial system. It doesn't require death, it requires living. That you're you're now a living sacrifice. Uh, you put yourself on the altar wherever your feet are. You know, in, in our um, uh, in our architecture of our church building, there's no altar. We we have a table, we have a platform, we have a pulpit, uh, but there's no altar because there's no need for an altar because the sacrificial system is complete. But in actuality, the altar is wherever you are. Wherever your feet stand is the altar. Because as a follower of Jesus, you are a living sacrifice to Jesus. You're a living sacrifice to God. So wherever you are, you're living for Him. So that's what Paul is saying. Those who believe that Jesus has died for us, now we don't have to die. We actually are a living sacrifice. Now, if if indeed then uh Paul is, is telling us, no, you've got to give your body to God. Your your whole body is to be a living sacrifice. You put it on the altar. Uh, I know that if I put my body in the hands of somebody else, I wanna know that they're trustworthy. I wanna know, you know if a doctor is gonna cut on me, I I want to know that, that she knows what she's doing. And I, I want to be sure that's the case. Well, I, I want to tell you that God is trustworthy to put your body into God's hands. First and foremost, remember, ultimately, it's not your body. It's not my body. It's, what, it's God's creation. And so God wants to do what is best for what God has created. But also what I know is that God became human. He took on bodily form. God, the Son, took on a body just like you, you and me. And what did he do with that body? He suffered and died so that we might live. So he, he paid the ultimate price for our bodies, that our bodies could be living sacrifices. So he is trustworthy. We can put our body into his hands. Now, I want to take just a moment, just for you to reflect and think about how do you treat your body? Do you you recognize your body as a gift from God? In ways that you do, I want to celebrate. I mean, one one way, you, you have put your body in this place. And it could be in a whole bunch of other places. You could be in other places doing other things, but you are here on this day to worship God, to hear His word, to sing of His praises, to receive His forgiveness, to gather with others in His name. So let's, let's celebrate that. That's a good move of what you're doing with your body. And in other ways that you, you treat your body well, that you, 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 you take care of what you eat, of how much sleep you, you get. You take care of exercising. All those things are part of a living sacrifice to, to, to care for the body that God has given you so that you can then put it in places where you can be a witness to him. That, that is the, the, all part of why God gave us our bodies and why to consider positively celebrating the opportunities that we, we have to put our bodies in the place where they witness to God, to put our bodies in the place where we enjoy and grow in His knowledge. But also consider the other side of the coin. You know, critiquing. What, what are ways that you mistreat your body uh, what are ways that you misuse your 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 body that god has given to you and to name those you know to be in tune with those what what are, are ways that you don't put your body in, in those places of of being a witness to christ or, or caring for those in need what are places that instead you just protect yourself uh, I have to tell you, for me, as I uh, review this and, and consider this, my, my the challenge of, of, for, for me that I heard from the Lord, in considering this, is it's all, is I spend too much time with Christians. Do I put my body in places where I can engage with those that don't know Him, to be a witness to Him, and to have to intentionally? consider and think about that's part of the also the help that the goals that we have of having goals where we're seeking to invite others to know him or to do acts of mercy to those that don't know him uh are goals that also is a way of helping me think about where do i put my body and how important that is all right so uh first thing then as players on the team uh, of, of serving in God's harmony is f- the first thing for us is to recognize that our go- our bodies are to be surrendered to God. Uh, second thing is to recognize that your mind is to be renewed by God. I mean, that's the, the second um, verse there, just as uh, we uh, are to give our lives as a a sacrifice, we're now to be renewing our mind by God. Um, I've led, you know, mission trips on uh, cities all over the world and country in, in cities all over the, the country. I, don't, I couldn't even, as I thought about it, I couldn't, uh, I lost count. I've forgotten half as many as I've, I've taken. But in each one of those mission trips where we're gathering a group of people and we're going to put our body in a place to serve. We're gonna put our body in a place where we can love others in the name of Jesus and we can share His love with others. We, uh, always spend the first days being sure to train all that are going. Saying, alright, you, your mind, your body's gonna be in the right place. Is your mind in the right place? Are you there in order to serve? Because you're not only serving God, but you're also serving the, 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 the folks that are serving there full time, who live there. You know, and if we go in, and, and if we're, if we fall apart, then we can leave. They're the ones that have to pick up the pieces. So we got to be sure our mind's in the right place. And I remember uh, one time a friend of mine I think it was in Pittsburgh and they were painting houses and they, they took a, a person that was a, a painter and so he knew a lot about painting and the problem was what he knew and wanted to do was not what the homeowner wanted done on his house. And, but he knew better you know. So because he's a painter. So he's painting and the homeowner comes out and no, I want you to do it this way and, they, and he says no and he ends up they end up having a, a shouting match with one another. He's on the and the guys down even comes down they get between them i'm like this is a lost cause you know his body's in the right place he's got the right skills but his mind is somewhere else and so we want our bodies to be in the right place and in the uh, to to be a living sacrifice god but our minds also have to be renewed remade according to the wisdom of god not according to the wisdom of the age and that's, that's where Paul tells us here. Don't, don't be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to the wisdom of this age, but be transformed by the very wisdom of God. And again, another good place to, to celebrate. One, that you're here. I mean, you are, are here hearing the Word of God. We're talking about the Word of God so that that is renewing your mind. And, and to consider other ways that you do that through the, the music that you, you sing as, as we're praising, um, the Lord. That's renewing our mind as we're, we're gathering it around communion. That's renewing our mind as well. And other ways that you do that. That, that you gather with God's people around God's word to explore God's wisdom. So that we then are l- living in our bodies with God's mindset um now uh, again uh you can think about positively and negatively how how are you doing how are you doing that and uh, positively, being here other ways that you gather but the flip side how are ways that you are influenced by the wisdom of this age you know, the, the time and, and energy that we, we spend in reading books or posts or articles, uh, watching shows or, or movies or programs, what, whatever uh, way that we're taking in the words and wisdom of the world. I mean, it's happening all around us, all the time. Those voices surround us. And a lot of times we don't even know it. We don't even realize the, the influence that uh, it, it has. Yeah, you know, matter of fact, for, for many of you today, I, I, could say, um, there was a restaurant that said, have it your way. Do you even remember who that was? Burger King. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just influence. It's there. You hear it over and over again. It has its influence, um, upon us. And it, and it's not, it's impossible to, when I mean, we want to say, how much time do we spend hearing that message versus the message of God? um uh another colleague of mine the other day said you know it, it's just impossible we, you know we get a an hour a week and then folks go home and they get three hours a day of television that is the average uh, uh time that uh, americans spend in front of the television three hours a day seven days um a week and uh uh because it's impossible. So we have to be aware uh, of that dichotomy. But its I wish it were as simple of as, well, what the Bible says is true and everything else is false. That's uh, not how it works. Otherwise, you'd, you'd never get in an airplane, never get in an automobile. Um, uh, you, you should never turn on a computer. You know, there, none of that's in, in the Bible. There, all, all truth is God's truth. So there's beauty and truth all around, but we have God's written word so that we study, understand, and use that as a filter to discern the wisdom of the age in the world is is the wisdom of the world in line with God then jump on board or is it not in line and if so in what ways that that's the the work that we need to do not to just uncritically, without a filter, just take in the ways of the world or try to put our head in the sand and act like we can totally avoid the ways of the world. It is to gather at around His Word, understand God's wisdom so that we can discern what is good, what is right. And, and so again, how, how much time do you spend engaging with the, the, the world and saying, hmm, is that of God or not? Simply just asking, Jesus, what do you think about that show, that commercial, that, that song, that movie, that conversation, that post, or whatever it might be? Or better yet, gathering in, in small groups around his word and then saying with one another, ah, what, what do you, how does this word apply to our lives? How does this word apply to this particular situation or, or this particular message that I'm hearing in the world today? So there are positive and negative ways that we can stop and reflect on that as well. So um, we have a surrendered body and a renewed mind in order to be a part of God's team together. Because each one of you, Paul tells us here, each one of you in your unique body, your unique mind, surrendered and renewed by God, you have a unique position on God's team. You have a a unique position according to God's plan. Your mind and body given to God, surrendered to God, renewed by God's truth, have a unique position to play. And, and he, he tells us at the end, and each one of us have unique skills, unique gifts that God has given that nobody else has. I remember uh, several uh, weeks ago, and Jennifer preached, she gave us you know, puzzle pieces to keep. And those puzzle pieces are, are unique, and sp- each one though, has a place to fit in the overall scheme and picture of God. And so to do each one of us, now, and Paul uh, wants to highlight again. Remember, all is gift here. Your body, your mind, the truth of God, the salvation we have in Christ, your unique skills and positions, all a gift from God. That, that's why in the beginning, uh, in verse 6 and 7, he, he says, "You know, don't, don't think too highly of yourself, but think of yourself with sober judgment. You know, the, the easy for the for me, the person up here, you know, the senior pastor or the one with the microphone to stand and act like I'm a hot shot. No, it's a gift. This is where God, what God has done and placed for this moment, and to, to not think too highly or too lowly of yourself, but with sober judgment, appropriate judgment, recognizing. The gifts that God has given you in your body, your mind, and your particular skills and gifting. Yes, we participate. We put our bodies there. We're the ones that put our place a place to renew our minds. But it's God's the one who does the heavy lifting. I love in verse six where he talks about there's different gifts according to the grace that's given to us. What, what I like about that is the the, the Greek the uh, grace is charis. And gifts is charismata. So it's charis and then charismata. And so the the get grace is the unmerited favor. That you get good stuff that you don't deserve. That's what grace is. That God gives good stuff that we don't deserve. That we don't even participate in. But it's by God's wisdom. And then that's charis. Charismata are, is the good stuff that we get that we don't deserve because of God's caring, loving wisdom. I mean, and, and you think about the uniqueness. We experienced that this weekend, at least um, in, in a variety of ways. One, you know, the Kentucky Derby was yesterday. Well, it's not just anybody that can get on the horse. You got to have a particular body size and shape. You can get too too tall to be a jockey. It takes the right, the unique size and shape. if you look at the pictures, they are. They're all about the same size and shape. I read an article recently about spelunking. You know, real diving deep into caves and crevices that go deep into the darkness of the earth. You know, women are much better spelunkers. They're the, the global leaders in spelunking because their bodies are a whole lot more flexible in the right places and in the right ways to get through the crevices, that where they go and investigate the depths of the earth. Now some of you are like, "Yeah, no, thank you. I'm seeing. Yeah. But that's the truth. Whereas we had the NFL draft yesterday. Nobody drafted except maybe one or two would be good spelunkers. And maybe good motorcycle riders. That was his way of saying hallelujah. The uh but nobody in NFL draft. Would be a good spelunker. Matter, I mean, there were, there were men that were 350 pounds plus that were drafted because they're now going to be on the offensive or defensive line. So each one in their bodies, unique shapes and abilities, absolutely designed for the work that they're going to be doing. So body, mind, and skills together. In you and in me and in us together, make the body of Christ. That that's why, for me, uh, you get the trail mix today, because I think trail mix is actually a really good picture of the body of Christ. You got unique shapes, sizes, and colors. Peanuts, you know, sunflower kernels, little bitty things. You got chocolate pieces as well as raisins. Each one necessary to make trail mix. If you just had a bunch of one of them, it's not trail mix. It's peanuts. And uh, one of my pet peeves is you can't pick stuff out. God doesn't do that. It's all there. You got to take it all and eat it all in one. This is a picture of the body of Christ. Some folks have said, you know, like toss salad. Can be a good picture, you know, because you got uh, lettuce and onions and and um, uh, tomatoes and cucumbers and peppers and all that. And the only problem is we usually then totally drench it in ranch dressing, and it just tastes like ranch dressing. It doesn't; it's not the same. But trail mix is a picture of the Bible, so now you can enjoy your trail mix, knowing that this is a picture of why you uniquely, whichever one you might be. You might be a peanut. You might be a raisin, you might be a chocolate piece, you, you might be a sunflower kernel. Or, or you might envision greater, even more varied trail mix than this with apricots from you know the South America. Or whatever else might be, which you, want. you uniquely need to be whom God has created you to be. Not like anyone else. Surrendered in your body, renewed in your mind, and celebrating and using the gifts and skills that God has given to you. And that is the part you play and that I play in the picture of the body of Christ today. Let's pray. Almighty God, we do offer our bodies to you in this moment. We surrender them to you. We offer our minds to you and ask that they would be renewed by you. And we offer the different skills that you have given us. And we we receive them as a gift from you. And in our right mind and surrendered body, we offer them to be used in the way that you would best see in harmony, bringing glory and honor to Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.